0: Chapter Twelve of The Great Diamond Syndicate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. The Great Diamond Syndicate by Nicholas Carter. Chapter Twelve. The Hustling Reporter. Nick smiled at the simplicity of the young man. Dumont has a reputation for keeping his mouth shut, he said, and that is the reason he has built up such a profitable business. Go to him tomorrow with this suit, trademark and all, and he will swear that the trademark is a forgery, and that he never saw the clothes before. "'Do you think the woman came to America in quest of these diamonds?' asked Maynard. Nick did not reply immediately. He was examining a comb and brush which lay upon a dresser at the head of the bed. "'Look here,' he finally said, turning to Maynard with a brush and comb in his hand. "'The woman could not resist the temptation to print before the mirror, "'and she left hairs in the brush and the comb.' "'Maynard took the brush into his hand. "'What do you see there?' asked Nick. "'Not black hairs, certainly. Short red hairs.' "'Exactly.' "'But this person was dark,' insisted Maynard, "'at least so described by the clerk.' Also described by the clerk as a man, said Nick, with a smile. How do you know that these hairs were not left here by some former occupant of the room? asked the young man. Because, was the reply. She combed her hair after removing her black wig, before she removed her clothes. There were short red hairs on the collar of the coat she wore. A red-haired woman, mused Maynard. Very slender and with black eyes, added Nick. She couldn't color her eyes, you know, and the clerk said they were black. We may also add a very nice white complexion. Nick went to the washstand in the corner of the room and pointed to a black sediment on the sides of the bowl. The piece of toilet soap, which lay on the marble top, was also rimmed with black. The interior of the bowl and the surface of the soap were still moist. There is where she washed off her face stain, said Nick. So we have a slender, red-haired, fair-complexioned woman about five feet three according to the clothes with very small feet and hands how do you know about the feet and hands asked the young man the woman slopped water from the bowl as she washed was the reply and it fell on the carpet and over her shoes see the spot where this foot stood is dry the carpet is wet and the dry spot represents a very small shoe We started in with a dark-complexioned male murderer, said Maynard, and now we have come to a fair-faced woman with red hair and clothes made in Paris. You asked me a moment ago, said Nick, if I thought this woman came across the Atlantic in quest of these diamonds, and I made no reply. Now I can tell you that it is possible that she did, and that she did not come alone. A conspiracy for robbery? That is about the size of it, "'as it looks now. "'Do you think this affair in any way "'connected with the former larceny of the diamonds "'when they were followed from South Africa?' "'There is little doubt of it,' was the reply. "'Who was with you tonight besides a dead man?' "'Why, I was at rehearsal as I told you at first. "'That is the way the diamonds came to be with me. "'They were to be used in the play, you know. "'And the members of the club knew that you had them with you?' "'Of course, they admired them vastly. "'And who did you talk with about them, especially, I mean? "'Julius Mantell, I think. "'Who is he? "'A recent acquaintance from Paris "'and a member of the club. "'During the rehearsal, he made an appointment with me. "'Where were you going?' "'Why, I told you about that. "'To the African fortune-tellers. "'We had a date for two o'clock, "'and we waited at the café.' townsend and I-for Julius to come he did not arrive until after townsend left no he went home with one of the ladies had you talked with Julius as you call him about the African fortune-teller before to-night you mean the fortune-teller out on East Euston street oh yes he had long promised to secure private seance for townsend and i and to-night the chance came what do you know of Julius Mantell Nothing. Is he in business? He is just a cloak trotter, I think. Plenty of money? I think so. He never borrows. How long have you known him? About three months. He came from Paris to New York? So I am informed. That must be the clerk coming back, and there seems to be someone with him. I wonder if he called the police? The next moment the door was thrust open, and the clerk accompanied by youth of breezy manners swung into the room nick looked at them sternly for he was not patient when disturbed at his work what do you want he asked the young man who was red-headed freckle-faced and the owner of a perennial smile advanced toward the detective i am to blame for the intrusion he said i'm a reporter and want to know all about this murder and the loss of the diamonds which is Mr Charles Maynard? And which is Mr Nicholas Carter, the famous detective? Ah the coroner has not been called as yet. Here is the body of the murdered man. What luck? Now, if you will stand aside, I'll take a snapshot of it. The young man began arranging a camera which he carried in his coat pocket. Nick took him by the back of the neck and landed him outside the door. Now, keep out of here, he said, and you too he added turning to the clerk oh you can't stop the press shouted the reporter pounding on the door i've got the story right here and another one to boot young girl mysteriously murdered half an hour ago in a tenement on east houston street beautiful girl i took her picture nick opened the door come in here and tell me about it he said oh you have thought out have you said the young man well i don't know much about the case the girl had been out during the night i take it anyway there was a row and the girl was stabbed the people of the tenement declare they had a row over diamonds or something of that sort i'm going back there right now want to come with me it may have some connection with this case whispered maynard to the detective diamonds in the case you know i was just thinking of that said nick but I am not entirely satisfied that this young man is just what he pretends to be. I might go back with him and find out, suggested Maynard. For a moment, Nick made no reply. End of chapter 12 Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen Gilbert, Arizona